In the book of Revelation, a massive dragon wants to attack heaven. And the reason is because the dragon thinks that the throne in heaven is unoccupied. That means that there's no leadership, no organization, no problem, just take over the throne. When he gets there, he's surprised because he sees that the throne is, in fact, occupied by the lamb who was slain. So a dragon so massive that it can take out a third of the stars in the heavens with a sweep of his tail meets the meek and humble lamb who is sitting on the king's seat. Now, in order to appreciate what's going on here, we have to go back to when the Israelites wanted to be king. As they put it, everyone else has one, so why can't we have a king? So they went to the prophet Samuel, who tries to talk them out of it by reminding them that the kings are very needy. They need bigger palaces, they need better food, they need bigger armies, expanded borders. So kings become takers. They'll take your money and taxes, they're going to take your children and put them in the army, They'll put your best vineyards, and they'll take that, and they'll take away your freedom. They still wanted a king, so Samuel went to God, and God said, Sure, why not? I can work with a king. So Samuel returned to the people to report to him what the Lord had said. And he gave them the job description of the king. And he said, God wants the king to be a giver, not a taker. And the second thing is that the king will always listen to God for instructions. That means the king is going to be a meek and humble servant of God. So that's why God picks David to be the king, because he's humble. He's the youngest in the family. He's a little shepherd boy. So not long after God chose David, uh, the two armies got together, the Israelites and the Philistines, to fight. Now, instead of wiping everybody out in a full confrontation, they agreed to terms. Our strongest guy will fight your strongest guy, and let's see who wins it in the the end. So the Philistines picked a man that was six cubits. Now, a cubit is 18 inches, so if you do the math, it comes to nine feet. Now, this guy could dunk a basketball while his feet are still planted on the ground. So now over in the Israelite camp, God picked little David. Now, of course, the Israelites go into panic mode because of the disparity, and they try to compensate by giving David all kinds of protective armor and sharp swords and, you know, to meet the Philistines' big advantage. But David said, I'm not taking any of this because I don't need it. I have God. So David is not a taker. He's a giver. And so he gives himself. And when David took down this walking two-story building of a man, Both sides, not just one, both sides were in a state of absolute amazement because that day they saw God through the humble servant. And that is what David continued to do. He wows everybody with God's acts because he's this humble person. And that's what humble people do. They reveal God. But then something happened. I have no idea why, but one day David became a taker. And he took Uriah's wife and had her husband killed. After that, everything went wrong. And that is the lesson of the book of Samuel. You know, sometimes when we progress in life, we acquire skills and power. We, we get all kinds of honors and distinctions. We graduate. We, we become CEOs or we write books. And in that, in all of that walking and progression, we can never through that ever forget that we are always humble servants of God. Because We are the ones that are going to reveal God to others. 
we never want to lose that connection with God. Now, if we now go to the book of Revelation, the powerful dragon meets the humble lamb. The humble lamb will win every time because, first of all, God loves uh, great stories. Look how that lamb uh, showed that dragon to the door. But also that that's what the humble do. Humble reveal God. So let me close with this, this thought. So about two or 300 years ago, an aristocrat commissioned an artist to do a portrait of himself. And the aristocrat put on his best clothes and mounted a stallion and lifted up his chin so his face could catch the sun of the light. And following him was his wife and entourage. So he painted this painting of all these horses with all these people on the horses. But he also added in the background a water hole with peasants, peasants there cooling themselves in the water, splashing each other. They looked like they were having a really lot of fun. And then when you look at the sullen faces of the aristocrats, they don't look like they were having a good time. Now, the artist was supposed to make the aristocrat look important, but instead, he ended up sending the guy a message. Happiness is at the bottom, not the top. Now, for us, Christian happiness for us is humble service. Yes, we can climb up the social ladder, acquire talents and titles and press responsibilities. But in that, never forget who we are, humble servants. And through us, like young David and Christ, all the world will see the greatness of God.